Welcome to True Wisdom. And if this is your first time, we thank you. We suggest you go back and take a look at our uh, early episodes, which can be found on uh, truewisdom.buzzsprout.com, because they really set the stage for what we talk about here on a weekly basis. And by we, I mean Andrew and myself. Welcome, Andrew. Greetings, Robert, and greetings, guests. Yes. So, um, when it comes to the basis for what we do, we often talk about Bible principles. Uh, how would you describe a Bible principles for our new, new listeners? Hmm. Okay, so a Bible principle is a good question. Um, most times we tend to look at the Bible in terms of thou shalt, thou shalt not, right? So those are called precepts, instructions, precepts, laws. Uh, but a principle can be derived from a precept, or it can be derived from a story, an account, a parable. And basically, a principle is an instruction that is not given to you directly, but derived from some other method, law, or parable, or prophecy, or, or a story, his story history. Um, and it's, it's a principle transcends time. So a lot of times when you look at the commands that were given in the scripture to a person, you have to transfer them to a principle to use them today. Okay, like, for instance, we did a, um, a podcast or a couple podcasts not too long ago on tithing. And a lot of the instruction in the Bible on tithing tells you to count sheep and give the tenth one to God. Well, not everyone is a farmer today. So if you just look at that instruction literally only, then you're like, oh, tithing doesn't apply to me. I don't have sheep. But if you look at the underlying principle where one-tenth is God, then you can move forward because you can apply that to everything that you do and not just limit it to agriculture. Excellent. All right, and we hope that helps the... Those of us listening, those of we hope this helps those listening, so that as we go on with today's uh, study, they'll understand the concept. Um, and speaking of our today's study, what is our key verse that we use each and every week? Our key verse: Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 9, 9, and 10. Now, what's interesting is, based on what you ask, this adds additional significance to this passage. It says, if you give instruction to a wise man, he will be yet wiser. Not just because of the instruction he gave, but because of the principles he derives from it. Right? He's going to, he's going to get that one instruction you give him, and he's going to be able to see five ways that it applies to his life today and subsequent ways as he goes into new experiences. If you teach a just man, he's going to increase in learning for the same reason that we just gave. So every time we look at these passages, we can see that they are deeper and more intense than it looks like at the first time. Understood, understood. So why don't you go ahead and pray, and then we can get started. Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you 
that we have the privilege of, of studying together in this way. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the awesomeness of it. We pray that you will give us wisdom as we articulate these truths from your word and that all of those who hear us will understand us by your spirit. Forgive us of our sins, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So what are we covering today? Um, let's continue with Psalm 119. All right, Psalm 119. We, we have... Yeah, we've done we've done passages from this before, and we may not do every grouping. <laughs> there are twenty two of them, um, but we could we could if we break it down. If we do like we've been doing, um, if we do two at a time at least, you know, that's eleven. That's eleven uh, podcasts. Yes, that that could be that's not you know that's not terrible. It's a little under. And this is an awesome. Right, a little under a quarter. This is an awesome um, psalm that focuses on God's law and our relationship. Okay? Focuses on God's law and our relationship. All right. Um, As a reminder to those who have not heard this before, this psalm is broken up into sections of eight verses each, and each verse is represented by a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. They'll normally be listed, depending on how your Bible does it, it'll do it as a little heading, or it'll do it as the first word in the section, Um, but it does it as each word. So today, starting at verse 17, we'd be doing Gimel and Dallas. Gimel and Dallas. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let me just yeah, those double are the, check. Those are the two letters. All right. Gimel and Dallas. That would be starting from 17 to 24 is Gimel. Yep. And Dallas mm-hmm. is 25 to 32. All right. Mm-hmm. So starting at verse 17, we have, Deal bountifully with thy servant, that I may live and keep thy word. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. This is an interesting verse, right? Because it it asks God to give us the sight. It says, there are wonderful things in your law, and I don't see them yet. And I need you to open my eyes so that I can. Mm. Mm. Right? It's a revealing, because it's not suggesting that there isn't, that the law doesn't contain awesome things. And by the way, out of thy law, here, the context of, of thy law it's similar to the context of thy word in the previous um, verse. It doesn't, this is not limited to the Ten Commandments, right? When, when, um, when you hear the word or the term, the law, in Scripture, it's contextual. You have to look at it and see what are we discussing. Are we discussing the Ten Commandments? Are we discussing all the writings of Moses? 
are we discussing the ceremonial laws or the laws that were that governed the the um the operation of Israel? Are we discussing the Old Testament scriptures or are we discussing the Bible? That that phraseology can be used in any of those ways. And um, when you're reading, you have to look for the context clues that let you know if it's a very narrow reading of that of that word or a broader reading of that word. Mm. Okay. All right. So now we're at verse 19. I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not my command. Hide not thy commandments from me. My what do you think that verse means? Yeah. I don't know. I had read it even before um, as I was parsing through. I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm, I'll help you with the first part. There's a song, a hymn that we sing that says, I'm a stranger. And it says a second thing. And that thing will give you the answer. Which one? I'm a sojourner. I'm a, a stranger. I'm a stranger. I'm a pilgrim. That's it. Yes. Okay. So I was humming it in my head, but I didn't remember the next line. <laughs> but you see, I find that interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I okay. can understand the concept of this earth is not how it should have been, but then neither are we are as Correct. we should have been. So a stranger mm-hmm. in the earth. Our final place will mm-hmm. be on the new earth. Is it just the context Correct. of this earth isn't where I really belong? Um, so no, it, this earth, is, as it is constituted now, is under a different leadership, under a different rulership. Mm-hmm. So while the physical geography is going to be the same, or at least we, we expect it to be the same, while the physical geography should be the same, there's going to be a massive transformation that changes the planet from the way that it is to the way that it will be. And so we're strangers and pilgrims on this planet in its current construction. Okay. All right. That's why the Bible emphasizes, behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth, even though it's going to occupy the same space as the old heaven and earth. The new heaven and earth is where we belong. with a pit stop in heaven. All right. right. So he's saying here, I'm a stranger in the earth. I'm a pilgrim. Right? I'm just wandering through. I need your commandments for direction and guidance. I don't belong here. And I need your commandments in order to get me to where I belong. Mm. Okay. Okay, I can see that. It's 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 not a full sentence. It's a see me as I understand myself to be, but help me to get to where I need to be. Okay. Right. All right. Verse 20. My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath until unto thy judgments at all times. Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. Remove yeah. from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. 
Verse 23, Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did mediate in thy statutes. I think that's meditate. It is meditate. <laughs> but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. That makes a bit more sense. So in here, he's just talking about even those people who are speaking against me, I am, mm -hmm. I am just focusing on your word. Yes. In fact, it, it, even though it doesn't seem like it, even though it doesn't seem like it, 21, 22, and 23 yes, can be tied together. Mm -hmm. right rebuke the proud and they're cursed because they err from the commandment remove from me reproach and contempt the princes did sit and speak against me so that's reproach right. and they have contempt right and so now what you, what you notice is at the end of 21 in fact let's look at it in 22 the word judgment is used in 21, sorry, in 20, the word judgment. Right. In 21, thy commandment. In 22, thy testimony. In 23, thy statute. These are all variations on the same theme. These are all things that the scriptures compose of. Right? Commandments are the do's and the don'ts. Thou shalt, thou shalt not. Right? right. Statutes are the more precise instructions that are derived from the higher level command right so when you see the you know you have the ten commandments and then you have all these rules if a man is out swinging an axe and didn't mean to kill someone but he accidentally kills them then he needs to run here and do this like those are statutes They're, and those are statutes based on the thou shalt not kill but if there's an accident here's how you handle that and this is what each side gets to do or not get to do, right? The statutes get you into the into the weeds, as it were, right? The commandments are up at the at the twenty thousand foot view. That the statutes are here's how the day to day living is going to look. Okay, uh, okay. thy judgments. Judgments are also um, judgments are tied to how things are going to be punished, right? Because then you understand the severity of things. Fine. The Bible says, um, Bible says don't lie. And the Bible says don't steal. And the Bible says don't kill. But then you see, and don't commit adultery. But then you see that adultery and murder have death as a consequence of doing them. Right? And there are, and there are a number of things that, for which death was prescribed. Um, a lot of things, actually, more more than people think. But the point is, the judgment, when you get to see the penal code, <laughs> right? When you get to see, hey, don't do this because manslaughter, homicide, such and such, here's how they break down, here's how they're going to be treated. It helps you to understand the magnitude of what you were told to do or not do. Okay? And then... Of course, the testimonies are the witness of God. So that's the history, that's the prophecy, that's the outline of the story. Like if you if you think about it, the book of Numbers is a book of stories about how Israel behaved and what came upon them in light of the statutes 
which we see in Leviticus, commandments, which we see in Exodus, the, the Ten Commandments are there, but also Deuteronomy. Right? And so you get the full picture. When you put all of those things together, you get the full picture of the scripture because, sure, thou shalt not do this, thou shalt do that. Here's what it looks like. Here's the punishment for this. And then you get a story. There was a guy on the Sabbath day picking a stick. They said, what should be done about this guy? And the Lord said, bring him over here and let the people stone him with stone. Right? That's a story that happened to someone. Mm. It's not just, here's what the ruling of X or Y or Z is. It's a story. And so you're like, ooh, they took that commandment seriously. And the people checked. The people were like, hey, guy's done something wrong. We, we got some instruction here, but what should happen? Moses went and spoke to the Lord, and the Lord gave them specific instruction of how they should handle it. And that's what happened to that guy. Same thing as a child that was gluttonous or a child that rebelled against his parents. A child that was gluttonous or rebelled against the parents and would not listen, the instruction was that the parents were the ones that they were going to bring that child before the whole congregation, and the parents were the ones who had to throw the first stone. Yeah, and boy, that's that's a heavy, heavy burden to bear, but it yes. just shows the extent of what rudeness would lead to. Well, yeah, but it works both ways, right? Because, sure, the end result for that for that child, who was probably an adult by then, or at least, you know, of, of age, certainly of, of age, the end result for them is the same regardless of who throws the stone. But the parents don't get, the parents don't get to live anyhow. And I'm not, I'm not saying that every time a child is rude or gluttonous that it's the parent's fault, but you can't deny that at least some of the times that that happens, that the parents are culpable, right? Right. And so here, what's being said is, you, whatever problem comes up on a, from your offspring, you're not scot-free. Even if you were to blame, you're still going to have to bear some of the pain associated with dealing with this wrong that is now manifest. Because as a parent, I don't want to be the one throwing stones at my child. Right, it shows your own even, failure. Even if I'm at wit's end. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Even if I'm at wit's end with them at this point, you know, I don't want to just call up the police, go over to the police station, say, this child is just unruly, this and that, and then they take them away and, ta-da, I'm free of that burden. No, that's not how it works in, in God's system. Mm. They will be taken care of if they're recalcitrant, but you're not going to go away scot-free. And it's not about imposing guilt. Because we look at everything, we tend to look at scripture and how God does things from the most negative human perspective. They're like, oh, why is God putting that guilt upon them? It's like, no, 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 no. You should look at it reverse. The Lord is saying, as a parent, you do have responsibility. Yes, you cannot control everything that your child does. The best parent in the universe is God, and he still has rebellious children. Right. And he's bearing a cost for dealing with it. Like, let's not pretend that the great controversy plays out and God is like, well, that was annoying, but everything is fine. No, Christ is forever human, has scars. The Godhead is shifted in some way that is impossible for us to properly articulate. And a lot of people that God created is lost. And even if he were to wipe all of our minds so that we never even remembered 
any of that. He remembers. He has to go through the rest of time knowing that some percentage of his universe rebels and that they're lost forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So God doesn't get off scot-free in this thing. In fact, had he just been like, nope, this is nonsense, y'all chose wrong, death on the first day, it would have been easier. Because even if even if you bring in all of the pain that he would have to deal with, it's still only two people dead. Right? Two people, third of the angels, end of discussion. As opposed to the countless billions of people that are going to be involved on the wrong side. And the amount of terror that they cause to people who are on the right side or otherwise innocent. Yeah. <sighs> what are we up to? Verse 24. Mm-hmm. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselor. So Now, 24 is important. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say that's the end of the Gimbal, gimbal um, section. It is. Thy testimonies are my delight and my counselors. Every we, we're doing this podcast because we have an obligation from God to share, and we have a desire to share. the The, the sharing of the gospel is actually really cool. It, it is actually rewarding on its own, but we're also commanded to do so. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. At the same time, our goal is not to permanently be anybody's teacher. Our goal is to inspire a love for learning the word of God in every person who hears so that they can study. Because at the end of the day, every one of us should be able to say verse 24. Every one of us should be able to delight in the testimonies of God and have that be their counselor. You're you're always going to be in a place where someone more knowledgeable than you can help you learn and move forward. But you shouldn't be in a place where you are only dependent on someone else. Mm. Right? A baby bird sits with his, sits in the nest, very vulnerable, beak open, waiting for food to be dropped straight in. But the goal is that you get strong enough to fly and get your own food and then offer your beak to another set of, another generation of baby birds to help them. Right, and the goal is not for you to sit in baby bird mode the whole time. Right, and I think that's one of the things we have lost with the way we treat uh, a church now, where a church mm-hmm. originally mm-hmm. was a gathering of people to get them trained up to go out, but we're treating mm-hmm. church more like, "Oof, this is my turn, my time to kick my feet up, so someone else can." Um, almost effectively entertain me. So we're, we're missing the part mm-hmm. of the training and then going back out. There should be thousands mm-hmm. of little churches all over the place rather than hundreds mm-hmm. of buildings to house people. Mm-hmm. The housing is good for and, refreshing and, and strengthening, but we still have to do with the going out mm-hmm. part. And not only the going out, Right? I don't want to downplay the going out because it is important. But it's not only the going out. The other issue is we're waiting to be fed. We're not studying for ourselves. At least feed yourself. Even even like that's half of a problem. Right? Even if, if the church was mostly selfishly feeding itself, 
it would be, in fact, if the church was selfishly feeding itself, they would learn from that feeding that they're doing that they have to go out. Right? That problem wouldn't last eternally because if, in fact, they were studying on their own, they would see that the Lord needs them out. He would instruct them in that way. But when we don't do that, when we wait for other people to feed us, then we have to go at the pace that they go. And if they don't happen to mention, oh, by the way, you need to be going out, then we're just coming back to, to be fed. Right. All right. So now we're going to start the new section, verse 25. Dallas. Thy testimonies, uh, I said 25, my souls cleave <laughs> unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. I have declared my ways, and thou heardest me. Teach me thy statutes. Okay. Okay. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. I'm dying here. I'm dying. Quicken me. Give me life. Enliven me according to your word. I'm dying in trespasses, sins, physically, in every facet. Quicken me. Give me life according to your word. I have declared my ways. I have, I have purposed in my heart. I have tried to move forward. You heard my purpose. Now teach me, please. Teach me your statutes so that I can live appropriately. And, that's, and that ties into 27. Yes, 27. Make me understand the ways of thy precepts. So shall I talk of thy wondrous works. Right? So when I learn the instruction, because that's what precepts are, when I learn the instructions from God, I will witness. I will give testimony. I will talk of thy wondrous works. I will give you praise. Because there really is no way, once you get to know God, there's no way you can't talk about him. Right. Verse 28. My soul melteth for mm -hmm. heaviness. Strengthen thou me according to thy word. All right, so 28 and 25, very similar. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember and that this is... by the way, is... we, have, we haven't... Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, I was just going to mention that this is poetry, so we have to understand mm -hmm. it in, in the forms of... It's important, but it's poetry, so that's why you see the flow of it in, in these shorter sentences. Uh, I wonder how it sounds in the Hebrew, uh, but it's still very uh, potent in English. Yes, it is. That, that's something I don't think we give credit to, that something will be powerful poetically in multiple languages, right? Because because some languages don't translate well into other languages for the for the purpose of poetry. You're doing prose, maybe, but when you're doing poetry, it, it doesn't always flow the same way. And yet here it does. The thing is, you notice how often the word "my soul" is used, and we haven't done this recently. But the word "soul" here is referring not to some not to some you know ghost-like substance. It's it's the person. My person, right? Man became a living soul when the dust was given breath. And that's why he says, my soul cleaveth unto dust. My body is returning to dust. It's, it's coming back to dust. Quicken me. Give me the life. Restore me. Prevent me from, 
from falling off here. Okay, we're at verse 29. Remove me, mm -hmm. remove from me the way of lying, and grant me thy law graciously. I have mm -hmm. chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid out before me. Verse 31, I have... Right, so you see, mm -hmm. lying, lying and truth. Take away lying from me. I have chosen truth. Grant me your law graciously. Your judgments have I laid before me. Like, I understand what the penalties are. I understand what your instruction is. I And I choose truth. So please take away lying. Verse 30. 31. It's interesting. Between 29 and 30, he first puts away the mm -hmm. lying. He declares he's going to put it away. Mm -hmm. And then he declares he's chosen truth. 31. Yeah, he's saying, please remove this from me because I have done this other thing. Right. 31. I have... I have stuck unto thy testimonies. O Lord, put me not to shame. And 32, I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. So, important point here. Actually, in 31, I've stuck to thy testimonies. I'm holding on to you. I'm holding you fast by faith. Don't let me be ashamed. Don't let me regret this choice. Don't let me falter. I put my all into this. Please make it work. Please make it work. These whole and, and it's it's not about, you know, don't make me it's it's not about um saying to to God, listen, I'm trusting you with this plan. Please don't make it be a bomb. Right? You're in, in other words, he's saying, I need strength to see this. The question isn't whether or not God's plan is effective or, or, or viable. The question is, um, will I hold on? I am committing, I'm purposing in my heart to be connected to you. Please don't let me fall to right? Don't, don't let me fall, come to shame. And that's why he says, I, I will run the way of thy commandments. When thou shalt enlarge my heart, we need a new heart in order to follow God. Right. <sighs> All right. I mean, this is this is straightforward about a declaration of who He is, where He is mm -hmm. in life, and how He needs to uh, change, and how He needs the Lord to help Him change. And I, I think mm -hmm. this is this is important when we think about. Oh, I need to change before I go to the Lord. No, you just have to tell the Lord you need you want to change. Um, he helps you with that change. Right. Yeah. Right. The, the other thing that I think is important to point out is you see how law-focused this passage is, and yet there's no self-righteousness in this. Everything is about the psalmist saying, I want to do this. I'm committing to do this. I want to do this. This is the direction I'm focused in. This is the direction I'm headed in. Please give me strength, power. Give me direction. Give me instruction. Right. Not about I am holy, I am righteous. No, that's not what's being said here. 
your laws are holy, your laws are righteous, your precepts are are pure. I need help to be aligned to. Amen. Amen. All right. So I will close out with prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you uh, for for David's words, which can apply to each and every one of us about our current state and where we really need to be and how the only way to get there is through you. Um, please be with us, not just those who are listening, but us, Andrew and myself, as we, we study this and it, it takes hold into our lives as well and we learn as we do these. Uh, and then be with those listening as well so that not only can they get it, but they can share it with others. These are your texts. These are available to everyone. And help it to sink deep into our hearts. Amen. All Amen. right. So do you cover this in your own podcast? Why don't you tell us the name of your podcast? The name of my podcast is Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. You can find it at biblestudy.asbzone.com. And yes, I started to do the um, I started to do some of the Psalm 119, and um, I'm definitely going to focus on it a little bit more this year because I think it's a, it's really awesome. But the podcast is available. Both of these podcasts are available on all the major podcasts, so you can find us there or at the website that I have mentioned now, and you're about to mention for True Wisdom. And as I mentioned earlier, True Wisdom is found at True Wisdom. .buzzsprout.com. We have our own web page up, uh, truewisdom.info. And we hope that you'll check us out. If you want to send us emails, we can get it info at truewisdom.info. It's pretty straightforward. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you about your questions, your comments. We continue to thank those who send in information about how this blesses them. Um, that blesses us as well. And uh, we pray that you can share it with as many people as possible. It's free. You might as well give it away. So I think that covers everything. If you have any other need to reach us, you can reach us on Twitter uh, at truewisdom underscore pod. And we thank you for listening, and we pray you will be blessed. <laughs>